Welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. The live audio stream is available at the Grace Covenant website, which can be found at grace-covenant.org. Just press the listen button.
Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt God's name together. Good morning and welcome to Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church this 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. I am co-pastor Joanna Sidnor. Grace Covenant welcomes all who come to worship, whether in person, whether listening on the radio or live streaming, we greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Before we turn to the announcements, we thank God for our veterans. We appreciate your service to our country, and we pray that you had a wonderful Veterans Day. Thank you for your dedicated service to protect our country. Please turn your attention to the announcements Printed in the bulletin, I will highlight a few. Get your steps in today at the annual Richmond Crop Hunger Walk. It is a family, stroller, and pet-friendly opportunity to raise awareness and support for the neighbors all around the world wrestling with food insecurity. Funds raised through the Crop Walk go to support the work of Church World Service, Shalom Farms, and the Peter Paul Development Center. The walk begins and ends at Ginter Park United Methodist Church with registration starting at 1.30 p.m. The 3.1 mile walk begins at 2 p.m. No fee or donation is required to join the walk, but you can certainly help fight hunger by donating towards Grace Covenant's team goal at events.crophungerwalk.org backslash 2022 backslash team backslash GCPC. All are welcome for Wednesday night supper each Wednesday at 6 p.m. where supper is $10 per person, seven for seniors over 65 and $20 maximum per family. This week's program responding to the text will be led by the Reverend Calvin Sidnor IV immediately following the supper. All are invited to the Love of God and Neighbor next Sunday, November the 20th at 9.45 a.m. Love of God and Neighbor is an intentionally intergenerational class focused on developing devotion to God and service to neighbor through prayer, scripture study, and service opportunities. Love of God and Neighbor is returning in a new monthly congregational-wide format on the third Sunday of each month with homework that individuals and families are invited and encouraged to do in between our meetings. The class structure includes a lesson on prayer, a lesson on scripture, and a time to write compassion notes. Coffee and juice and muffins will be available starting at 9.30 a.m. for anyone interested in a little fellowship before class. Form of Grace class will meet with Love of God and Neighbor's um, monthly class in the fellowship hall next Sunday, November 20th, and will resume class the following Sunday, November 27th, with the Reverend John Scholler as he continues his course, Cultural Literacy and the Bible. Please read the bulletin and discover the many opportunities to participate in God's community here at Grace Covenant. Now, friends, let us prepare our hearts and minds to worship the Lord. 
Please join me in the call to worship. In your wisdom, O God, you call us here to worship you. We gather alive to the word of God. You call us to be fully alive with your abundant life, ready to listen and respond with heart, soul, strength, and mind. We listen alive to the word of God. You call us to be always watchful for your word of wisdom, sometimes startling and unexpected, sometimes still and quiet, but always dwelling among us. We watch and wait for the word of God. Once again, welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church at 1627 Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia. This is the 99th year of radio ministry at Grace Covenant. Today's date is November the 13th, 2022, and today's broadcast is number 5065. This morning's sermon, entitled Hope in the Midst of Uncertainty, will be delivered by Reverend Calvin H. Sidner IV, Covenant Co-Pastor. Assisting in the service today are Christopher Martin, Director of Music and Organist, Chancel Choir, Carson Overstreet Glossop, Liturgist, and Reverend Joanna Sidner, Covenant Co-Pastor. Our opening hymn is The Church is One Foundation, which is number 437 in the hymn book.
Now let us confess our sins to God. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions according to your steadfast love. Remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and bring me out of my distress. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. Hear the good news. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Thanks be to God. be seated. At this time, children ages two to six are invited to come to the front of the sanctuary. Church volunteers will lead them to the fellowship hall for children's chapel and child care during the worship service. They will be in the back of the fellowship hall and you may pick up your children after worship service. Nursery care for children under age two is also available in room 103.
Praise God for our little children. Let us pray. Loving God, help us to hear your holy word with open hearts so that we may truly understand and understanding that we may believe and believing that we may follow in faithfulness and obedience, seeking your honor and glory in all that we do. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Today's uh, Old Testament reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 12. Listen for the word of the Lord. You will say on that day, I will give, you, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away, and you comforted me. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid, for the Lord is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say on that day, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the nations, proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let his name, let, let this be known in all the earth. Shout loud and sing for joy, O royal Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. The gospel reading uh, this morning comes from Luke chapter 21, verses 5 through 19. Listen for the word of the Lord. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, he said, as for these things you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, teacher, when will this be? And what will the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, beware that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For these things must take place first. But the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before this all occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and prisons and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. 
you will be hated by all because of my name. But not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Oh God, open our hearts and minds by the power of your spirit that as your word is proclaimed, we may hear what you are saying to us today. Now let the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ. Amen. The sermon title this morning is Hope in the Midst of Uncertainty. This text is a part of Jesus' end times discussion known as the Olivet Discourse. In our, discor in our discourse section, Jesus predicts the destruction of the temple and the coming persecution of his followers. This dialogue can also be found in Matthew 24 and Mark 13. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus ascends to the top of the Mount of Olives where he delivers a private sermon opposite the temple to his disciples, whereas in Luke, the discourse is in the temple to the others present, including his disciples. We find a crowd in the temple marveling over the lavish and sheer splendor of the architectural magnificence. This, of course, was the great temple of God where all hope and power resided. The first century Jewish historian Josephus wrote about the temple's grandeur, saying, the gate opening into the temple was completely overlaid with gold, as was the whole wall around it. It had above it gold vines from which hung grape clusters as tall as a man, and it had golden doors 55 cubits high and 16 broad. Before these hung a veil of equal length of Babylonian tapestry with embroidery of blue and fine linen, of scarlet also, of purple, wrought with marvelous skill. In addition to the beauty of the temple, the wealthy laid out adorning gifts of precious stones and sacred vessels offered as a sacrifice to God out of their abundance. Our text this morning follows the poor widow who gave two small copper coins as an offering to the temple, the lowest Jewish currency, but that was all that she had. She gave out of her poverty and it reflected her great faith and deep hope in God who provides. So as some marveled at the immensity of the temple and its luxurious decorations, Jesus made the unimaginable prediction that one day the visible richness of the temple they could see would be thrown down. Not one stone would be left upon another. While the disciples had seen Jesus perform many miracles, the uncertainty of his desire prediction prompted a two-part question. How and when will we know? The Jewish listeners would have been familiar with the Old Testament prophet signs that would signal the imminent destruction or deliverance of Jerusalem, found in 2 Kings chapter 19, Isaiah 37, and in Isaiah 7. In Luke 11:29, 29, Jesus spoke about the end 
and said that there would be no sign except the sign of Jonah. But now Jesus would speak of the warning of the temple's destruction and of the persecution of his disciples preceding his second coming. Jesus warned the listeners against false hope and devotion to the limited powers in what is seen, signs of worldly success. He wanted to encourage steadfast hope in the power of God who is unseen despite what they will hear, experience, and see. Jesus spoke the difficult truth that the temple building would one day be destroyed and the difficulties the disciples of Christ would face if they lived faithfully. But through hope in Christ, in spite of great challenges and the calamity that will come their way, the glory of salvation awaited their endurance. Brothers and sisters, Christ calls us to walk in the abiding hope of his expected coming. Knowing God's power and faithfulness will lead us through even the most unexpected seasons in our faith journey. How should we respond when distress knocks at our door? How do we deal with the great uncertainty as believers? Some might even ask, why do we have to go through trials and tribulations? I thought being a Christian protected us from the tragedies of life. And aren't some situations too unrealistic for hope? Jesus gives us advice on how to walk and wait on the Lord as faithful Christians in a world of great difficulty and deterioration. First, when distress knocks, perplexes, and paralyzes us, turn to Jesus. When hardship comes our way, and it will, many voices will vie for our attention. It is easy to turn here and there and to those who will deceive us and who will often give us the answers we seek. But Jesus wants us to trust and turn to him. He warns us in verse 8, beware that you are not led astray. He said that many would come in his name and say, I am he, and the time is near. The I am refers to the many verses that represent Jesus and his messianic claim, I am the Christ. There is danger and deceit in following these people who make a messianic claim for themselves. In Acts 8, verse 10, Luke, the author of Acts, writes about the people who followed the false prophet, Simon the magician, saying, all of them, from the least to the greatest, listened to him eagerly, saying, this man is the power of God that is called great. Many of you might recall the Reverend Jim Jones in the 20th century, he led a new people's religious movement known as the People's Temple, where he was their Messiah. In 1974, he convinced many of his followers to the Jonestown Commune in Guyana that ultimately led to the Jonestown Massacre in 1978. And today, there are too many ways to be led astray by false messiahs in person or on social media. 
To be led astray is to be led into sin or false teaching. We must heed Christ's warning not to follow anyone but Christ. And as followers of Christ, it is not about escaping our anxieties or avoiding the realities of life that will come our way, but trusting in the plan of God for our lives. Yes, anxiety and fear are real and should not be glossed over, but we ought to be reminded that God's plan has not been undermined by great uncertainties, suffering, and the pain and death we will experience. Even as Christians, we must be careful with our riches, money and means in helping those who are suffering and in oppression so that we do not pervert the gospel away from the real hope that is found in Jesus. Jesus is calling us today as a body of Christ and individually to look to him because God is faithful to us. Second, when uncertainty is palpable and steamrolling our way, do not be afraid. Verses 9 through 11 speak of the terror of epic proportions, war, insurrection, and nations and kingdoms being against each other. Unspeakable fear starts first in our hearts and minds. And Christ is saying to us today, I am still in control. No matter what we hear, see, or will go through, do not be afraid. It can certainly be a great bumper sticker and on many levels can seem unrealistic. But when I think about that God's got this, I am reminded of the children's song. He's got the whole world in his hands. He is in control when the storms of life are raging. And just like he did for the disciples on the boat in Luke 8, 22 to 25, hoping Jesus can calm the fears in our lives. Jim Wilson and Roger Russell wrote a story about a man who burned down his house to kill a spider. The man spotted one in the laundry room of his West Seattle home. In order to get rid of it, he grabbed a lighter and a can of spray paint. There's no report about the fate of the spider, but the house caught fire, causing about $200,000 worth of damage. Brothers and sisters, fear can paralyze us from God's purpose and consume our hope. It was in my times of greatest distress when I realized Jesus was doing amazing work on my faith and in my life. And if you're like me, you can look back and say the same thing. And it is in that boldness of hope against fear that we can live a courageous and visionary life to change the world that is broken and falling down all around us. We will be able to work to build community with one another and seek to work for peace and justice for all of God's children. 
Not being afraid also examines the heart of the church in our devotion to a community that stands as a beacon of hope, especially to those suffering, marginalized, and oppressed. The phrase, do not be afraid for believers, is a prophetic message of hope for us to live faithfully in the here and now. Third, in the prophetic truth that trials and tribulations will come our way, Christ is molding us to speak God's truth. In a very upside-down way, God uses our difficult situations to renew us in the spirit for God's kingdom. Verse 13 says, this will give you an opportunity to testify. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32 to 34, reminds us that through affliction and suffering, enduring the hard struggle and not abandoning our boldness, will bring us a great reward. Tertullian, a second and third century Christian apologist and theologian wrote, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. And in Acts chapter seven, Stephen, who was martyred, said during the rage of the high priests right before his stoning, look, I see the heavens opened and the son of man standing at the right hand of God. We too are and will be given the same opportunity to bear witness to our hope in Christ through our struggles. Last week, Pastor Joanna testified to how her faith in light of the resurrection was shaped in the deep struggle over the loss of her brother, my brother-in-law and friend. In Christ, Fear and hardship can turn to hope because of who Christ is for us. There's no magic formula on when or how God will use our troubled times, but Jesus will guard our hearts in words so that we can endure and see it through. And lastly, even in the crucible of adversity, there is hope when we can see no way out of the hopelessness of our situation, we can trust that Christ's love will ultimately triumph in the resurrection when Jesus will come again and make all things right. We will all come across dying and death in God's good creation, but it is not a finality. For those who haven't encountered it, Keep on living. For those who have, we are called to trust in the end and not our circumstances. In other words, there is more to the story than we can see and experience. Our ultimate hope is in the resurrection and the coming of Christ again. This is what makes us people of faith and allows us to walk in the painful joys of life. Brothers and sisters, our hope is not in what is seen, but in who can sustain us when our hearts are troubled and keep us from perishing. 
the invisible, transforming power of the living God. A reality where hope endures in the green pastures of life and hardships and through the valley of the shadow of death. Where even in hopelessness, we can be assured of the greatest hope given to us. Jesus Christ living, dying on the cross at Calvary, being raised from the dead, and ascending into heaven for our sake. Hope in the midst of uncertainty is an invitation for each of us to join in Christ's faithfulness, which is beyond question. An immeasurable and persevering hope where we, as the church, do not require a sign, but to look toward Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Friends, God has shown you what is good and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. This is our call to discipleship. If the Spirit is moving you to join our community here at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church or find ways to participate in its life, Pastor Joanna and I would love to speak with you. Please see us after worship or you can contact us by calling the church or you can email us. We would love to speak with you. To God be the glory. Please stand if you are able as we sing together hymn number 111 in the red hymnal, O God, our help in ages past. You are listening to the live broadcast of a worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. You have just heard this morning's sermon entitled Hope in the Midst of Uncertainty, which was delivered by Reverend Calvin H. Sidner IV. The congregation will now join in singing, O God, Our Help in Ages Past, which is number 111 in the hymn book.
Friends, we have responded to Christ's word in song. Let us respond now by stating what we believe with the Apostles' Creed as printed in the bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he arose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the forgiveness of sins, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. We offer our prayers together now, uniting our voices with Jesus Christ, who perfects our prayers. Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you glory, honor, and praise because you are almighty, invisible, long-suffering, everlasting, and ever-present. Let us hear your voice as we give you thanks and lift up the concerns from our hearts for the people of God and the world. We thank you for the many ways, big and small, that you make yourself known to all believers through your spirit, a spirit that fills and moves us to conviction, repentance, and inspiration to respond in faith in life's joys and the jagged edges. We are grateful for your good creation and the gifts you have given to us to enjoy and to be good stewards. Thank you, O oh God, for the gift of the church universal and the ministries you have called us to participate in. We especially thank you for the light of Jesus Christ, who through the cross we are freed from sin and empowered to love God fully and our neighbor as ourselves. Illuminate our life's journeys in the expected and unexpected difficult seasons, especially in the loss of loved ones, where we can live in the hope of Christ's love for us. In your spirit, you have empowered the church to participate in your kingdom work. Reveal your peace and love in our hearts so that the world might know through us your transformative power and want to come to know you for themselves. Thank you for the gift of faith and the church, particularly here at Grace Covenant. You have blessed us today 
to worship with you and with the opportunity to express our love and remembrance of those uh, who have gone on since the beginning of the pandemic. We are grateful for the many families, friends, and deacons who uh, will be participating in lighting candles as a symbol of our loved ones and how their spirit continues to live on in our hearts, the gift of eternal salvation and the hope of the resurrection that we will one day reunite with them again. We pray your hand of divine assurance and reconciliation upon each of us in the world, particularly those experiencing war, injustice, hunger, oppression, and division and disruption of any kind. Comfort and heal all those who are sick, homebound, awaiting test results, and recovering from surgery. Restore and bring wholeness that you can only bring in your mercy. We pray for all health providers, caregivers, and protectors. Strengthen them. We bless all those who mourn, O oh God. Grant the peace that passes all understanding. We pray for uh, this community this morning, its leadership, and all of our guests. We thank you, O oh God, for their presence. Empower each of us in your purpose. Give us attentive hearts and lead us to live for you first so we will be ready to answer your call when we hear your knock. We pray now the prayer Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. With gladness, let us present the offerings of our life and labor to the Lord. Responding to God's invitation, I invite each of us to offer our gifts today for the work of the ministries of worship and Christian education, ministries of fellowship and congregational care, ministries of service to our neighbors near and far. As the ushers come forward, please place your attendance cards, prayer requests, and your offering in the plate. For those worshiping at home, we encourage you to continue your financial ministry by sending your offering either through, your, through the mail or your bank or online at www.grace-covenant.org backslash give hyphen online. Please give as the Spirit leads you. To God be the glory for the many blessings of our lives. Thank you.
God of glory, receive these gifts and the offering of our lives. As Jesus was lifted up from earth, draw us to your heart in the midst of this world, that all creation may be brought from bondage to freedom, from darkness to light, and from death to life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. As we begin this uh, service of remembrance, we remember what is stated in the Scots Confession. The chosen departed are in peace and rest from their labors, not that they sleep and are lost in oblivion, but that they are delivered from all fear and torment and all of the temptations to which we and all God's chosen are subject to in this life. We remember all of those through the ages who have faithfully served the Lord, but on today, we remember those loved ones and friends departed from this life to be eternally with God from March of 2020 to present. As we remember them, let us be reminded that our triune God is with us from beginning to everlasting. Please join with me in the Psalter reading, Psalm 23, as printed in the bulletin. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thy art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
reading of the names. Grace Battle. Robert Edward Adams. Phyllis Muir. Margaret Harvey Cardwell. Beverly Prophet. Patricia Ann Richwine. Nellie Dickinson. B. Whitley. James L. Laundry.
Eleanor McClanahan. Clarence E. Whit Whitley. Sid Yates. George G. Turner. Patricia Aldridge. Cordelia Ann Bidgood Pace. Gloria C. Gregory. Jean R. Apic. George Norris. We light one final candle for all of those who have family members and friends not necessarily connected with Grace Covenant that you have lost over this period of time. We light the final candle.
Now for a reading from the New Testament, Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 through 5. Then he showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the of the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city. Also, on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. There shall no more be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall worship him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. And night shall be no more. They need no lamp, light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Let us pray. Faithful God, source of every blessing, teach us to love our enemies, to bless those who curse us, to pray for those who persecute us, to turn the other cheek, to share our possessions, to give to those who are in need, and to do to others as we would have them do to us, so that we may join the company of blessed saints who feast with you in heaven. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us all now please stand, if you are able, as we sing hymn number 526 in the blue hymnal, for all the saints.
join us for refreshments and fellowship in the social room immediately following the worship service. Brothers and sisters, as we go into a world full of uncertainty, let us live in the hope of Christ's faithfulness that we might experience God's love and work to build peace and justice in the world. Hear now these words of blessing. May the grace of Christ, which daily renews us, and the love of God, which enables us to love all, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, which unites us in one body, make us eager to obey the will of God until we meet again. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. For the past hour, you have been listening to the worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. Please join us again next Sunday through our radio ministry or in our sanctuary at 1627 Monument Avenue. The Red Cross blood drive that had been scheduled for November 26th will not be held due to staffing shortages with the Red Cross. Your announcer today has been John Harris and the engineer was Steve Kemp. This service streams live and can be accessed through the Grace Covenant website, which is grace-covenant.org. We now return you to the Truth Network on WLES, 590 AM, 97.7 FM.